I love my computer, you make me feel alright. Every waking hour and every lonely night. Intel's working every waking hour and every waking night to make computers different. And some of the advances happening right now are going to show up in computers a few years from now, and they're just mind-blowing. Jim Clark joins us right now. He's the director of Quantum Hardware. Yes, Quantum Hardware at Intel. Um, and, Jim, let's, let's just start. You're, you're uh, based up there in Portland, Oregon, or probably in Hillsborough, Oregon, uh, where Intel has some massive fabs, yeah. some of the most impressive yeah. ever built in the history of time. But what you guys are working on going forward is so interesting. Describe to me what Quantum Hardware is. Okay. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'll start with a coin. Let's take a quarter, for example. If you hold a quarter in your hand, that can either be heads or tails. It's one or the other. If you think of a transistor like we build here in Oregon, it's either on or off. It's a switch that's one or the other. Zeros and ones. For a moment, yeah. For a moment, I, I, I want you to think of that coin as spinning. Imagine you're flipping it up into the air. And I'll ask you whether that's heads or tails while it's spinning. The answer is that it's both, perhaps both at the same time. That's what a quantum bit of information is, two states uh, at the same time. Now, if you bring two of these qubits together, you can form four states at the same time. If you brought three, it would be eight states. So it's exponential in its compute power. It would only take 50 of these qubits, entangled together, if you will, to produce a register file that's larger than any supercomputer on Earth can generate. So is this, so is this essentially uh, squaring the, the, the how many times you can, you know, you, you, instead of having two processes happen at the same time, you can happen uh, sort of four combinations of a process, a process happen at a single time, and then you can have 16 of a certain process happen at the same time? Uh, that's, that's pretty close. Every time you add another qubit or another bit of information, you essentially double the compute power of the system. So you can see that it gets powerful very quickly. So I got to ask you, where does this fit into when we talk about things like artificial intelligence and we talk about deep learning? Um, tell me how this fits into that. Yeah, so the, the first applications for quantum computing will be as accelerators in the data center. Uh, they will be used for things like uh, material modeling or chemistry. Uh, at the extreme, they could be used for things like cryptography uh, and security. Um, things like artificial intelligence and machine learning, there is a lot of potential for quantum computing um, to, be, to be pretty uh, influential in this space. But these are active research areas. This is essentially at the scientific stage at the moment. So where are you guys in this research process? Because you're working on it. And, you, and I think you put, right. out, you put out a new chip or another test chip last month. That's right. That's our 17-qubit chip. Intel's only been in this space for a couple of years, but in that time we've essentially caught up to the lead pack in what amounts to mile one of a marathon. So this is just the first step, uh, and our goal is to get these um, small chips uh, working together, all of the individual qubits working together to build this powerful system that I just described. So is, how is this different? Here's what I can't get my head around, and it's, it's my own problem, right? But, but is, I don't understand how this is different than having lots of transistors working quickly. You know, if you've got a 17-qubit system, then that would be like 130,000, 131,000 processes happen instantaneously. Is that right? Yeah, so 2 to the 17. It's, yeah. it's uh, not that impressive of a number. But then I would ask you to plug in uh, 2 to the 50. That's a number that we can't 
uh, simulate today. Um, I would ask you to plug in 2 to the 300. 2 to the 300 is the same number of uh, states as there are atoms in the universe. But but here's what I understand. How, is, it, is it just about being quicker or there's a kind of process that's possible when you're sort of multidimensional instead of binary ones and zeros on and off, two heads of the quarter? Yeah, great question. When we talk about power, that naturally we, we think about speed. It's less about speed and more the parallelization. Imagine if I have a huge string of numbers, 2 to the 50, and I have to sequentially go through each one to find perhaps the number I'm looking for. But imagine if instead all of these states are coupled together. So essentially I can search all 2 to the 50 of them at the same time. That's where the power of quantum computing comes from. All right. So I'm thinking some of our listeners are pulling over saying, what the heck is he talking about? Um, I mean, just tell me the practical Five. use of this um, and how, where it needs to get to, what level. Because from what I understand is you got to have processors need to be much larger than the 50 uh, qubits to be capable of useful work. So it has a long way to go, correct? It has a long way to go. Um, quantum mechanics plays some tricks on us. These quantum states, they don't stick around for very long. It's what we call decoherence. Uh, these are very fragile. So we're going right. to need to probably string millions of them, if not more, together to do something realistic. That's why we're just such a, at such an early stage of, of the race. But once we have these chips, uh, they should be able to do uh, calculations that a conventional computer would take billions of years to do because of the exponential scaling. Jim, just got about 30 seconds. So is this something that could be potentially much more advanced? We talk an awful lot about IBM Watson. Is this something that is would be much more advanced? And just got about 25 seconds. Yeah, it's a different type of computer. For certain mm -hmm. calculations, um, calculations that benefit from parallelization, matrix multiplication, et cetera, a quantum computer would outperform something uh, like Watson. But for certain, uh, for certain types of, uh, I'll say, more neuromorphic um, or uh, artificial intelligence applications, I would ex still expect specialized chips to, uh, mm -hmm. to be quite useful. Pretty cool stuff. Wild stuff. Uh, Jim Clark. Jim Clark, a good name in technology always, especially now, uh, at, is the director of quantum hardware at Intel. It's a good look at the future. You listen to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Bloomberg. I'm Corey Johnson. She's Carol Masser. I'm at Corey TV on Twitter. She's at Carol Masser on Twitter. And this is Bloomberg.